It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. We were ready for this, so we had a search and rescue team staged, National Guard. We had over 30,000 linemen to restore power. And so as soon as the storm passed, our first responders were on the scene checking on people. I would have to say that's absolutely true they were ready. I think the state overall did a great job on this. Clean up and assessment really begins today. Right. But they have a really good feel for the damage. Yeah, well, they put it this way. As of this morning, the latest check, it might have changed since then. 100,000 people without power. Granted, that's 100,000 people without power. Ian had a million something. Yeah, right. Exactly. It was like instantly like the whole West Coast from, you know, Fort Myers up lost power inland, like maybe four or five miles. So, I mean, if you only have 100,000 people without power, that that means they've done incredible things. It was like 285 yesterday. I think it was amazing. so much. So I think pretty quickly on maybe by next week might have a lot of these power crews heading to Georgia and South Carolina. The, the early damage assessment coming from there, it looks even worse. Well, what that I want to tropical storm. Yeah, it's it, plus places like Charleston, they don't handle water well. Oh. Charleston, Savannah, you know, they they don't they don't. You get an inch of water in Charleston, it's like they stop the city. Um, it should be interesting though now that the water has receded and they can go into. I'm assuming they can get into Crystal River and all that flooding. Maybe just you know streets are flooded, but it's not like it was yesterday when right. you saw the water crashing into those homes. It was like wow. It, it came in pretty far, but it went out pretty quickly, which was nice to see. Yeah. Like, it was like that bridge in Tampa was opened yesterday afternoon. Yep, pretty good. Pretty good. They had some... Uh, it's weird, too, because they, they, I'm telling you, when we were watching this thing live, Tampa was so bizarre. It's like they got some wind, but the, the, the floodwaters were coming up, so I think a lot of people left the house thinking, oh, it's okay. Wow. And then they just started driving. Right. They said that I, if if anybody you know anybody can you live along the Steinhatchee River? I have no idea. I've never been to that part, but it rose nine feet in two hours. That's, so that's it, insane. It, it, so you it, you think had this thing really gone really toward Jacksonville and affected Jacksonville and parts south the St. Johns River? Can you imagine what it would have done to that? No, that would have been bad. Now, that, and not to say in the areas where it was hitting in Cedar Key and Crystal River and that Keaton Beach that wasn't bad, but as far as you know amount of people it could have affected could have been way worse yeah it was uh it's it's you know this they got a guy right now in keaton beach it looks like anything that was near the water got destroyed so i it's they never had a storm since what what did they say 1851 since they've been recording records that's incredible yeah, it really is so but uh the crews are out there and the governor's gonna he's probably getting ready to take off soon he's gonna go do an aerial tour of everything and look at the destruction and then we'll have a better idea what the prices are going to be will biden be here no. Not unless there's a climate issue to talk about. Oh, I wanted to jump through my TV <laughs> oh my yesterday God. when I heard him say this. You know, he's out like, of his mind, obviously oh senile. Oh, God. But not so much so that he can't get the boy that they planted the, the climate seed in his head. He mentions it every time now. I know it. It's a crisis. Here was a little bit of that. My God, how can we not respond to these needs? And so I'm confident, even though there's a lot of talk from some of our friends up in the hill about the cost we got to do it this is the united states of america yeah god he sounds creepy yeah he is and then he says and if you don't believe in climate crisis then there's something wrong with you between maui which they've already said was started by a downed power line had nothing to do with the climate oh by the way uh because fema was so active yesterday obviously asking answering questions about this storm and others and obviously reporters were going to ask about Maui. maui in there there are any plans to increase the $700 per resident. Flat no. From FEMA. Wow. No. There, there's no plans to increase funding to each you resident. You can't live a week on $700. In normal times in Hawaii. A week. That might and be two a hamburgers. Of, a couple of days. <laughs> Just nuts. Oh, those poor people. And they did ask them about uh, the death toll in Maui. Mm-hmm. Uh, no comment. No. Uh, we don't talk about an ongoing investigation. And I'm like, you know what? It's been how many weeks now? Since this fire, and they know exactly what the count is, and they're not going to talk about it. Sad. Insane. All right, there's always lighthearted moments, too, in these uh, these natural storms. 
And this was one. Well, the first one was I like the guys on the. What was that inflatable thing they were kayaking was, on as they went behind the CNN reporter? It looked like a camouflage duck. Well, was I, it a duck? I don't know. What, it was a <laughs> duck, but I, I've never seen one quite that color scheme right. before. I was like, it was cool. It was a big, huge duck. That was one of them. But this is the most amazing thing. I thought it was fake at first. I really did. A manatee made <laughs> it was, its way in because of floodwaters, made its way into. This family's lawn in Florida. It was so cute. They went out and they they were filming, like, probably for insurance purposes, oh, I yeah. would assume. Uh, they were filming, and all of a sudden the woman goes, oh, my God, there's a manatee there. And they're in Port Charlotte, uh, and the guy's name's David Eisen, Eisenhower. Isn't that funny? They spell totally differently than the president, but it's uh, that's who it is that's doing the video. And I guess it's his wife that's talking in the background. Do you think they kept it? That they try she, no because she gets concerned that if it gets stuck, how they're going to get it out. <laughs> how do you move a manatee? <laughs> Here it was on the lawn. It's a manatee eating the grass. Unbelievable. Oh, he's swimming. He loves it. He's having some, he's having like a little extra food. I think he wanted to stay. And then she went on to say, "But what happens if he gets stuck? What do we do?" And the, the, I think the husband says, "Don't worry, he'll go with the water." <laughs> <laughs> But he was just, he was underneath the water just munching on the edge of their lawn having a great, and I'm thinking, because remember they had a re- released lettuce, they were feeding all those manatees with lettuce? Yeah, Because they right. were starving to death. I'm thinking, this is a good thing for this manatee. It gets to eat. You know, I don't know if they eat grass on a regular basis, but it's, uh, at least it was munching, having a good old time. It's cute. It's a cute. Did we put it up, Diener, or did the bull win? Because he was tossed between Oh, that there's the bull, too. That and was, Nebraska. <laughs> That's another thing I thought was fake. I thought it was a fake bull in the guy's car. This guy put a foot, not a baby, like, you know, I've put baby cows in the back of a truck. Sure. I've never put a full-sized, totally, I mean, like, 3,000-pound bull in the passenger seat of my car. This guy did. It's an incredible visual. It really so much is. so, guys, that I had to put that on the morning show oh, vlog. But you got to put the manatee. It's cute. I will make an exception for the cute manatee because I love manatees as well. We'll call it a wild animal morning show vlog yes. today. How about yeah, that? It, you can you can you can put him in his one category, so it only qualifies as one <laughs> and not two videos. Oh no! Wait, are we limited? No, it's just I don't want to do a lot of work. That's all. Oh, but this will be yeah, a- so we're limited. <laughs> There's your answer. You're oh, limited. we're limited, all right. By I me, because I'm lazy. We can only do three. No, no, all no. these years, I thought it was because we were limited. No, we're limited by effort. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew this. Oh yeah, that's right. It's just a matter of you how lazy I am. You steal half yeah. of the ones I put up on Sunny. That's all right. It's not a lot of work. <laughs> So today I will put in the extra effort <laughs> to get three posts up on the morning show blog. I don't know. Because we already have two. I don't know if we have the oh, bandwidth. Do you have what? Mitch McConnell. Oh, you got the yeah. you have the meltdown of poor Mitch. Right, That's got, so sad to got watch. got the sound and the play-by-play of that, too. It's, it's okay, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether I'm more sad for him, because it's a sad human issue, right? It is. It's or horrible. Or I'm absolutely petrified for the country. Because it's not just him. You think about Dianne Feinstein, Fetterman, Biden, oh, Mitch yeah. McConnell. I mean, literally, people who can't function. Who, who's the? We we have to figure out who's the worst of them. I, I, yeah, I think I, it's I think it's Feinstein right now because I really don't think she she has any no spatial awareness whatsoever. And her daughter is like making voting decisions for her. <laughs> you gotta laugh because if you don't I, laugh, you'd be incensed. This is insane. But right, he we'll, he had, I think he had a mini stroke yesterday. I Poor think guy. You're exactly right. All right we've got that and the latest on cleanup. All of it coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. I don't know if they're going to have to cut down the whole tree. Uh, if they do cut down the whole tree, that's just going to be more room for uh, my kids to hit baseballs in. And You know that oh. the storm damage wasn't... I mean, listen, it's, it's always bad, especially for the residents who got the direct hit. I get that. But it wasn't as bad as they think when one of the top stories is the governor's mansion tree. The Today Show spent, I swear to God, 20 minutes on this thing this morning. That this, uh, there, There's no saving this tree, if you see the picture. <laughs> no, it's not I mean, it like back. split right down the middle and went both ways. A uh, 100-year-old oak tree fell. It. They said it fell onto the mansion, but I kept on looking at the video, and I looked. then I looked at pictures. It looked like it just missed hitting the, the mansion. But First Lady Casey DeSantis, she was the one who put it up, I guess it was on Twitter. <laughs> right. She went outside and took pictures of it, and she said, oh, she said even the governor's mansion wasn't spared from, you know, Dahlia, we the this hundred and she was more upset that it was a hundred year old tree that fell. So I'm thinking, okay, where the arborists are going to start petitioning <laughs> in front of the mansion because they cut down the tree. I'm Some, like, okay, somebody's going to politicize it. You it's, just know it. Like, yeah. like day after the storm, okay, we can go back to criticizing DeSantis. 
the tree was split just like his campaign. <laughs> and you know they're going to say he killed it somehow. <laughs> he killed it. He pushed it down oh in the middle God. of the storm and said it was the storm that did it. But they, I, there's, I, unfortunately, I get, there's no saving that tree. I get that people don't want to run it against Trump, but my God, the criticism against this guy, some of the stuff they're throwing at him is just preposterous. Speaking of which, because I don't have Trump uh, Truth Social, they said on Truth Social yesterday, Trump said, he said there's a rumor that DeSantis is dropping out of the race. He was hinting around it about that, apparently. I don't know. And then DeSantis said, uh, no, that's fake news. Right. No way. Right. So if you saw that and you think he's not running... It's all a lie. It sounded like one of those. <laughs> Trump does that sometimes. He'll put it out into the universe, and all of a sudden people talk about it, and then it happens. <laughs> maybe, oh, that's, I don't maybe know. that's what he was thinking. I don't but know. I don't think the, the governor's going to step down. I, as a matter of fact, I think his handling of this hurricane and the aftermath will probably garner him another 10 points. He's a good guy. He's a good administrator for, like, I don't want to, I don't mean to call this boring and non essential, nothing more essential than saving lives. But for the administrative stuff, he's so good at that. I well, mean, this was, I think we were more prepared for this, and didn't need a lot of it, thank God, than any other storm. But you know what? Give credit where credit is due. It's the only reason I like Jeb Bush was for what he did after all those hurricanes hit. Did a good job. He, he, he did. changed all the laws. I can remember people going, you want us to do what? Yep. And all, because I can remember, and I'm sure you went through it too, watching Publix throw away hundreds of thousands of dollars of food because they didn't have any That's generators right. to run the stores after they lost power. I really have. All went to waste. Yeah, and they were, through. everything mm -hmm. went and, bad. And remember the generator, we couldn't get gas, gas during those storms because they couldn't uh, operate the pumps. And Jeb Bush pushed that, and it went yeah. through rather quickly. I think he gave him a year. You get a year to put generators on all these buildings so, you know, next time we get hit by a hurricane, people can get gas. Right. People can get food. And and so he changed a lot of the way things were done. And I'm sure he did a lot as far as the inner workings, as far as when the, you know, the search and rescue teams go out and, and staging the linemen at certain points. I told you, my friend lives in Ocala. He said, you have to see how many people are here. He said, there are thousands and thousands of people, FEMA workers, Red Cross, linemen, if, every electric company from five states away. He said, just sitting here waiting. The state was prepared. They did so, a good job. And they learned a lot from previous storms. I really think they're putting that into action. It's a good thing. It's, it's so true. I think Ian taught him a lot, too. Look yep. at the, You know, it, with all the destruction that took place, and most of it seems to be water-related because of the storm surge, uh, they only have, at last I checked, it's still the same, 100,000 people without power. Yeah. You figure on a bad storm day in Palm Beach County, you get that. So, I, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive how quickly they're restoring things. So, I, I don't know if, what was the one member that knocked down the main power grid that went right through the state? Those big lines you see going up the turnpike. That, that might have been one of the worst, uh, at least, power challenges Remember? they had. That, that was, was huge. That was the one we were out of power for, like, I think it was nine days. Yep. I was suicidal. I was like, okay. And you couldn't go anywhere. All the hotels were full. You, you were stuck. I was like, okay. I remember, uh, oh, it was horrible. Lauren and the kids, who were tiny at the time, went to, for some reason, my father-in-law had power. Oh. Like, was fine. So he's there, and I'm watching the house. And I'm, I was sitting on my patio on a lawn chair with just a bathing suit, <laughs> and, and I, I literally found a stick. <laughs> I, I was like Tom Hanks in Castaway, I swear to God. <laughs> And there was a development. We were in Lake Charleston at the time. One of the developments across the lake, one of them got power on oh. while we're all waiting. And you heard, yeah. <laughs> and it just crumbled. And I went, you were and like, went inside. a man called Otto. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the other Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> Lauren and the kids came home after a couple of days. And I'm like, I think I had a like foot long beard. And then... <laughs> The castaway, man. It's hard. You know what? We sit and joke, but at the time, my kids were little, too, at the time. I'm thinking, this is horrific. Oh my God, I was throwing was them so in the bad. pool. I think, Go take a bath oh, in the pool. I, I Here, use that. pool water. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. And one anyway, morning, the power, oh. <laughs> the power came on, and the first thing I heard was one ice cube <laughs> being made. And went, Bloop. Yes. We had, uh, that's when I first met Pike Electric. They came in. It was like the second coming of the Lord. Oh, I know. Heroes. These trucks started rolling through the gates of yeah. our community. People were running out with cases of beer and food and, and pot roast. I'm like, where did you get this stuff from? They're like, here, just just take it. It's amazing. And they're, they're like, doing that you. right now in the Big Bend area. Yeah. They are, that's exactly what they're doing today, rolling into those neighborhoods, helping out. So they're it heroes. Is, it's, it's, it's nice to see. So thank you to all the power people and all the special, those special people who go out first. Get a, like a little update on the Mitch McConnell situation. Oof. You ready for this? Oh, no. What? <laughs> a statement from the Mitch McConnell oh, team. Dear. Okay. 
I'm afraid. The senator was momentarily lightheaded yesterday. That's a quote. Okay. Are you kidding me? I get lightheaded every day. I don't forget where I am. Does this sound wow. like a momentary lapse of, you know, just oxygen in your head? No, this guy was oh. out. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's right. And then add a 30-second pause into that. I think it was even, it, it, I think it would have been longer had his assistant, and it took her a while. It did. And I don't know if they're told by the senator, you know, don't you dare approach me when I'm on a public, because, you know, the, these men have egos to deal with, and they don't want their pride to be hurt. And I you think, don't want to have to go out there to help him, because right. even that's a bad look. Right, but you look, you looked at him, and you could tell he was totally lost, and if you've ever dealt with anybody who's been incapacitated mentally, you know how horrific it is. It is. And I'm looking at this man going, somebody please help him. And I, that's how I looked at it. And then, then I think, oh, my goodness, he's a senator. <laughs> he's got a lot of power and he's running this thing. So they come out. They decide Terrible. to help out. It's the first staffer, the female staffer. And she calls in help, extra help for the guy that comes right. out. Right. So that's how this went. And then he gets worse at the end. Did you hear the question, Senator, running for re-election in 2026? Oh. And then he, then he bowed his head. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. So then you're fine. Okay, you need a minute. Everybody wow. understands because right. you're just cringing at this point. And on a human level, you feel terrible for him. And then he's still out there. They don't shuffle him off, after which was that was their opportunity and their moment to do it. And they're trying to think on their feet. He's still out there. There's another long pause. And then the end, they ask for more questions. Okay. Oh, God. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Oh my goodness! That was, you know what that was? Well, that wow! Was, please help. That, that was like, oh, please, please just ask. You know, Senator, do you want to take a break? It was so bad. I, I mean, on, on so many levels. It, it was. It's just hard to watch. You're right. On a human level, oh. it's it, you sit there and you cringe and you're like, please help this poor man. And then you know, it was funny. The Today Show, NBC, mind you, just did ten minute segment about all of these aging senators. Oh, did they? And public leaders, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, him too. Feinstein, right. Diane Feinstein, Fetterman. They went through all of them. John, Joel, but they didn't have the picture of the president, which was interesting. Ah, uh, that was the, he was about the only one they left off. But it, it, they went through all of them who were, you know, either because of age or some mental incapacity. John Fetterman, a stroke. Who's I, the I, worst? I think Feinstein's the worst, like you said. She's yeah. she's literally in a wheelchair now. She doesn't. She can't walk. Yeah, but she mentally, I don't think she's there at all. Do a poll today on what people think of term limits. Oh. You know? They it, should. It'll, it'll skyrocket it, after seeing this. But between this and the last time it happened, there were so many people talking, they didn't realize he was stuck for, and I think that's why it took so long to react last time. But I think he, I don't know oh. if that's the sign of a mini stroke. I don't know what it was, but God he had almighty, something so go wrong. sad and it's so scary. No, 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 no. no. But no, the statement from the campaign this morning, momentarily, wow. momentarily lightheaded. That's all it was. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I'm right. lightheaded too. I'm having a moment. Yeah, we got more stuff in rapid fire coming up. Next, we'll uh, update you on all the news, clean up too, uh, from the storm. Stick around for that. The South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Time to catch up on everything going on. Edalia cleanup and more. Jen's kicking it off. Well, Adelia right now is in North Carolina, 60 mile an hour winds. They say the biggest concern that they were worried about this morning because they had two tornadoes touch down somewhere in the state, not necessarily next to each other. Uh, there's a horrific video of a car. Oh, it's that was just bad. picked up, flipped, and then flipped yep. into another car. Uh, I don't think anyone was killed because they keep on showing this video everywhere. Uh, that's what their big concern is. Then uh, she's going to go out to sea. She is not making a U-turn and coming to South Florida. As no. of right now. There were, you see a lot of reposting of that. Even today I've seen yeah. it. That was from two days ago where there was one outlying thing. So it's, you know, it's, that, that's kind of panicky and inducing. Of, well, yeah, it, it is. It, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. She said, yeah. you know, it's coming to get you. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's going to go a little. Maybe she was talking about the sharks. <laughs> it was going a little <laughs> bit south and then it's going to go like, it's going to take a U-turn and go north. It may actually bother. She may bother Bermuda before yeah, it's all over. That's very true. They're, um, right, they're talking about that now. About 100,000 people are in the dark as of right now, which is pretty incredible if you think about the damage that happened, at least like in the Crystal River area. Tampa Bay is fine. 
they that causeway we were seeing yesterday yeah. morning flooding was open by yesterday afternoon. It was like, holy cow. Dried right out. Yeah, so yeah. The, the governor is warning people, do not loot. You could get shot. He says, if you loot, we shoot. And he said, you never know who's going to be behind the door of a house you're trying to loot. He's exactly Don't right. Don't do it. They have every right to shoot you. And I guess the good part was the manatee story, which did we put the manatee up yet, Diener? In the process. Okay, this has been 40 minutes now. Okay. <laughs> we're processing. You know what that is? We're, we're efforting that right now. Wow, I, I think, I, did I make him work overtime by asking him to put up a third I've, video? I've, I've gone into shock about, because now I have to put up a third blog post. Uh, it's I'm too much. I'm so sorry. Yes. Okay, but the manatee was eating the grass at uh, David Eisenhower's home in Port Charlotte. So they had a little flooding. It is a fun little video. It's we cute. all love manatees. I still say they should have kept him. I know. Well, if they they didn't Mom, have big, little a big kids. pond. Come on, put him in the. I think you were right. Put him in the pool. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. Pool yeah, how do they do in chlorine? Great. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah no don't problem. do so well in chlorine. I got to tell you, as far as uh, preparation goes, this seems to be an overwhelming and uh, overriding theme, really, as far as it goes. The state of Florida, the entire emergency preparation and response so far, is getting a lot of credit. I'm going to play a couple of different clips here. First of all, this is from CBS yesterday in Perry, which was one of the right. areas right in the right in the uh, crux of that whole thing. This is what they said. Here in Florida, what they do well is respond because they're so used to responding to these storms. So almost immediately in the Perry, Florida area where the storm made landfall, we heard that they had crews in uh, checking on people, first responders into the area. So the response is pretty quick. And the FEMA director yesterday, right? This is another government agency that's been at odds with Florida in years past. Right. She went out of her way in her press conference to say, I got to tell you, the way that Florida has prepped for this thing is impressive. And the way that they've learned it, this is what she said. Um, I got to tell you that the, the amount of mutual aid that the state of Florida brought in to support power restoration is significant. And what we saw during Hurricane Ian is that they were able to restore the power rather quickly. And I expect the same to happen here as soon as the storm passes. And it did happen. Yeah. And it, yes, it stinks that we get storms like this. It's true. It's, one of, it's the price we pay for a beautiful state and beautiful weather. But the good news out of all this it really state officials have learned and they're, yeah. and they're applying what they've learned and they're doing a really good job and, and you got to remember this governor had to learn how to do it you yeah. know you just don't show up in the governor's mansion and know what to do during a hurricane yeah, but in previous administrations yeah. i think all the agencies you know I think the, they all teach each other they're doing a good job uh that is the that fema administrator dn chriswell she's down here now with the governor she's going to tour the damaged uh, areas so I mean, she came down did yeah and but that's the thing you know as far as governors are concerned it's one of the big things in florida you have to be ready for this stuff so have to be right wow. exactly well guys this is pretty interesting um oh. i guess proposal idea maybe trump has been listening to what we've been saying because he was on with glenn beck yesterday and they talked about some vice presidential stuff mm. brought up some names Hmm. And the, the Schwam come the up. Schwam, Vivek Ramaswamy came up in conversation, and Trump said, "I quote, he's open to picking Vivek Ramaswamy." He says, "I think he's great. Look, anybody that said I'm the best president in a generation, I have to like a guy like that." <laughs> <laughs> he did say that actually. Hey, it's, I think we got a feel that Trump was going to like him when he didn't come up with a derogatory nickname for him, and he yes. hasn't. See, no. you guys were saying that last week, that we think he likes him because he hasn't made fun of him. Now, for his part, Swam, uh, Ramaswamy has said he wouldn't be VP. Maybe well, he would change. I don't know. I Things mean, change. Yeah. He's getting attacked from everybody. Oh, my God. Mike Pence attacked him yesterday. Nikki Haley attacked him again. I'm like, okay, leave the guy alone, that's would how, you? That's how you know you're becoming popular and people yeah. start to attack you. Nikki Haley is annoying the yeah. all get out out of me now these days. Yeah. Her take on Ukraine was awful. Yeah, well, oh. she and wants Trump to stay for, there. Trump loves her, and I can't figure it out. She's probably loyal. No, but he yeah, went on. He this. loves loyalty. Yeah, well, that's true. He said, I, I can't get upset with him, but he's a smart guy. He's a young guy. He's got a lot of talent. Very, very intelligent person. He's got good energy, and he could be in some form of something. He says, I think you make him finance uh, or put him in charge He's of the Treasury be, Department. Yeah, Treasury Department and some type of, you know, yeah. ambassador. If not VP, I mean, he's. I think he's just too smart, too talented not to be a part of an administration that would include Trump as the president. You would want to, right? Right. You'd want to involve him. It, want- it very, even if that doesn't happen, though, Vivek is young. 
and he's going to be influencing policy, at least on the Republican side of things, for a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, we can only hope he hurries it up because Mitch McConnell ain't helping us. Oh, my God. Good gosh. That was one of the saddest and scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it was sad. Anyway, some good news. And this is actually on the blog. We talked about this, but we really didn't get into the details. Police in Nebraska. I, I don't know what they do in Nebraska. But uh, the Cornhusker of Lee Meyer is his name. Cruising along Highway 275. Got to hit stop for a traffic violation. And people are like, well, what did he do? He had a full-sized Watusi Bull <laughs> riding shotgun. A full-sized. This thing had to be like 3,000 pounds. It's the biggest bull I've ever seen. I only scrolled by this on <laughs> social huge. media. Was that? I thought it was plastic. Is that real? No, it's oh, a it's real, real bull. Its oh, name's yeah. Howdy Doody. He says yeah. he takes it with him everywhere. He even had the, you know, the, the pen gate. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, he had the, on the pit, side well, of the he, car. He took the roof off and the That's windshield. Right. He yeah. like he cut, he cut like a quarter of the car off, and he put a gate on, and, and the thing just sits there. It sits in the front seat, and it really, it's got horns. It's like a longhorn. Its <laughs> horns are like massive. It's just, but it's up on our uh, our page. He also uh, the it's cops told the him the, the cops were really nice. They just gave him a warning. And they said, uh, take take the bull back home. Would you put him in the pasture? Where he belongs. Now he just has a weird looking car. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's well, true. It's very bizarre. What else can he put in there? It's a great video, though. He's cruising down the highway, and this huge thing's just, you know, sticking its head out. <laughs> well, we're getting Classic. closer and closer to the kickoff of the NFL season. Oh, Woo-hoo. God, we are. Aren't we? oh, we're yeah. already into college football, but you know we're getting closer to the pros when anger and vitriol and revenge is coming through the fan bases. Oh, good. Oh, no. All right. This is good. A bar in Milwaukee is offering free drinks. When Aaron Rodgers and the Jets lose this season. Nice. Free drinks for everybody. (laughs) Oh, the Packers, right. Green Bay, okay. Yeah, but you know what? I saw this and then I looked into it. The stipulations are ridiculous. It's going to be on the third Saturday of the fourth month. or It was something stupid and it has to be, they have to stay for the whole game. They have to be drinking at the time. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. Your bar tab must start 15 (laughs) minutes before a Jets game. Right? Okay. Okay, That's You got to be present for the entire game. That's a must be present to win. Wow. And uh, Aaron Rodgers must be the starter. And the Jets and Packers can't be playing at the same time. Whoa. Well, whatever. Okay, so when when he loses with the Jets, Packers fans want to give you the. So there really is only like three instances of this. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's like two games that you can qualify for. Okay. It's got to be at. Sitting there at Jack's American Pub. And I have a feeling that people who go to Jack's American Pub in Milwaukee are there long before game time. That's true. You're probably right. You know why they did this? Just so they can get a mention on. Rapid fire on the South Florida Morning Show. That's Jack's it. American Pub. Yeah. You did it. We got a lot of app listeners in Milwaukee. That's sure. Right. Sure. Speaking <laughs> of football, is tomorrow's the day, isn't it? Tomorrow is our first day uh, of our football picks. Week one begins. I cannot wait. I think we decided 8.30 we're going to do this. I think we're going to try uh, 8.30-ish. God, okay. So that means... It's only so, college tomorrow, right? That's right. So on Fridays... Three guess, games? That's it? Uh, five. So that means <laughs> three. official announcement then. Then the Fridays at 8.30, we're going to knock out Rapid Fire, and we're going to have our football picks for the rest of the season starting tomorrow. Really, Holy it's moly. easier than coming up with Rapid Fire stories. That's, so that's really why we do it. For you two, it's easier. Two coins, Is Ohio State making the list? They're we'll playing see. Indiana. We'll see. But they I'll don't beat Indiana. I'm just going to put my head in a hole and just wait for the rest of the season to go by. I think they will. But I'll finish <laughs> off with this real quick, guys. You said, oh, you have a story. I Sorry. forgot. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, Nebraska. We'll stay in Nebraska. You had the bowl in the car. Yeah. How about this? A world record was set. Oh, I saw this. This was what incredible. What did they do? It's amazing. So at the Nebraska Cornhuskers football stadium, speaking of college football and everything, they oh, had the volleyball thing, right? 92,003 people. They set a world record for the largest crowd for a women's sporting event. Wow. It was Nebraska women's volleyball playing a match last Get them night. credit. That's tough to do. They filled the football stadium, and then they had people on the field, you know, to sit in front of the court. So because of that, you had 92,003 people in there. It's never been record. done. No. That's a that's a good sports town. It, wow. it's incredible. They are that they are passionate sports fans. You're there for college volleyball. Wow. It's a passionate sports town. Good yeah, for kidding. them. Good e- for them. Either that or they have a stunningly good looking team. Well, you never know. That could have a lot to do with it. We'll get out of this. They were all, all right. ugly, no one would have showed up. Uh, Get me out. All right, <laughs> I said it, not yeah, you. Bill. Did. I said it. You can complain to me. All right, me. latest on cleanup coming up next. And this it's time to call your your uh, provider. 
What uh, provider? HBO Max, which is now just Max, wants to show you CNN updates in the middle of your streaming no, shows. No, they don't. Ew. I'm not doing it. And more next, the East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. We have not seen the type of loss of life like we did at Hurricane Ian in the coastal areas. They did experience significant storm surge, and so uh, we're cautiously optimistic that, that we're going to end up okay on that. They pretty much know, and they'll confirm that today as real cleanup and assessment happens today. The governor is going to be with the FEMA director, Jen, as you said, uh, during rapid fire as they'll tour the area and beyond and get an idea Really, though, a lot of credit is coming in, and I think it's due. They were ready for this. Could have been way uh, worse. You know, I didn't realize these tactical teams that they set up, these search and rescue teams that went in, they were probably out by, what, 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon? Oh, right away. It was like, boom, was these, guys, these, these teams went in, and they're teams of 80 people. It's not like it's just a couple of people, and they have everything with them, firefighters, police officers, uh, medical crew. Uh, the search and rescue dogs, they have everything with them. And, and so if whatever situation they run into, they can rectify or they can they They saved a couple of people, I think, in Crystal River that were stuck on roofs. But uh, for the most part, everybody got out that yeah. was supposed to get That's out and it. they listened, which was good. They were prepared. And listen, not to say it wasn't horrific to go through if you were in the area, but could have been way worse because we got lucky it was less populated. Then, not, then that's the only reason. And right. I think that's really is the only reason. Because Tampa and, and it seceded it, it receded right away. That Tampa Bay Bridge that's they fine. had that open by yesterday afternoon. Causeway was open. No, no problem whatsoever. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then the mayor came out and said the airport's gonna open. I was like, okay. I All guess. clear. It was like nothing happened. It was like a bad thunderstorm yeah. for him. Good. And uh, they'll get a final assessment today as they uh, do some walkthroughs, too. They'll be on the ground, again, with the FEMA director. In the meantime, everybody's got to take up action against this. I just, I hate this on principle, and I really hate who you'd get the information from. Variety has a story out as of yesterday that says uh, the streaming service Max, formerly HBO Max. Right. You know, their streaming version. Uh Uh-huh. Is in serious discussions about adding this in the middle of some of your streaming shows. This is CNN. Like, literally, CNN. you're watching content. Okay, so I'm watching a movie, yeah. and all of a sudden, it's going to stop, and they're going to take a five-minute break to give me CNN news? Or, that's one of them, one of the pop- or a pop-up in the corner, no, thank or you. a scrolling, you know, oh, Chiron no. thing happening with news. During my movie. They haven't decided yet. No, there's obvious pushback happening, and there needs to be more. That's preposterous. You know who can push back? The subtitle users, because if they put a crayon at the bottom, it's going to screw up your subtitles. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. There's got, you know what? My theory is either they're not going to do it at all, but if they do do it, they're going to give you an opportunity for a buyout so they can make money. That would be even worse. Yeah. Five bucks, you don't have to get CNN. Oh, that would be the worst. That's like, be, that's like ransom. Want to stop you're, these news pop-ups? You're a hostage to CNN. Dude, all of a sudden you're watching like some, I don't know, what's streaming on HBO on Max these days? Now all of a sudden Jake Tapper pops up. <laughs> oh, God. Give your give your money to it's like a PBS begathon. <laughs> I don't I don't need a horror show in the middle of my horror movie. So obviously there's been pushback. There needs to be more. They don't let that happen because once that happens, other streaming services are do like the same thing. Hey, who's our news partner? Yeah. Hey. And regardless of who it is, I just don't want them there. I but I think that's how CNN became famous was the airport tie-in because the yeah, and they lost that yeah, and then they lost it. So now they're in trouble. You know? So they're in big trouble. Max is part of a property of a unit owned by Warner Brothers Discovery Global Streaming and Interactive. Jeez. Because remember Warner was buying CNN? Okay, yes. And Discovery's all tied into that too. So it's, so when next next year when they do the Shark Week, they're going to have CNN? Maybe they'll feed the CNN news people to the sharks. We're, uh, <laughs> it's Shark Week and Sweeps Week. We're going to feed Jake Tapper <laughs> to a great white shark. You know it's coming. I would, I would pay for that. I would pay big bucks for that. <laughs> I think a lot of people would pay big bucks for that. And he'd be like, okay. Be nice. Hey, know. you know what we haven't talked about? Mm. Disney World. It was open yesterday. Did you guys see the videos? How was the weather? There was nobody there, and really? one guy and his kids went everywhere. And he was like, I got the park to my – it was crazy. That's pretty amazing. That would be the day to go. But what Disney did was they offered a 50% discount on all their hotels to people who had to evacuate. Oh, that's so excellent. It okay, was nice good. of them. I'm glad so, they did that. Yeah, but there was nobody in the park. If you were there yesterday, you had a grand old time. All right, we'll talk about that. And we got – oh, another delay for Brightline. Not a bad one. 
but they're delaying West Palm to Orlando again. I got a feeling they got some issues. All Just right. saying. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. We were ready for this, so we had a search and rescue team staged, National Guard. We had over 30,000 uh, linemen to restore power. And so as soon as the storm passed, our first responders were on the scene checking on people. Yeah, I think so. I think wow. everybody's in agreement now. Yeah, clean up assessment, all that stuff will happen today. But they got a pretty good idea that the uh, mainly the power people, they had 30,000 people ready to restore power for them. It, it, it was it's ridiculous, they're, they're really. Af- officially down to 100,000 in the area without. It's and probably that, even less than that, really. You think about it. They're saying, you know, that they were just giving an update that now said there are three people dead, but I think it's because of Georgia and South Carolina. I'm trying to find the details. Georgia got pummeled. They did. Pummeled. Yeah, they did. Uh, it, it's, it's, they had a lot of flooding. And then you move into South Carolina. If you've ever been to Savannah or Charlotte, they can't handle rain, never mind a, a hurricane. So I, I'm sure Charlotte was flooded because they always say in Charlotte you get an inch of rain. They worry about it coming over the seawall and flooding all those magnificent older mansions and those f- fabulous homes. So they were concerned about Charlotte. I haven't seen any pictures yet, so mm. it's, I, I don't know. We'll get more details. But for the most part, 100,000 people out without power in our state after a major hurricane comes ashore, that in itself is miraculous. God, I hate to say got lucky because it's terrible. You know, if you were in the path of this thing in that area in the Big Bend, but still, it was lucky that it was less populated than like Tampa or yeah. something. It's uh, it and it's it's funny because isn't it sad? Without death and destruction, it loses its front page appeal. Yeah. No matter <laughs> yeah, what your right. website you go to this morning, it's like the fourth or fifth story. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's gone. It's like not enough for it's them. It's like okay, I'm like it, all these people don't have homes. Yep. And it, there's there's millions of dollars of damage yet they ignore it. It's like okay, it's fifth story now. Not big enough. But it wasn't big enough for Joe Biden to blame it on climate change. Do you have this cut? Oh, yeah. So talks <laughs> about and he combined it both. And he was talking about FEMA, you know, the Fed's response to what's going on here. And well, it wrapped up with this. I don't think anybody can deny the impact of the climate crisis anymore. Just look around. Historic floods. I mean, historic floods, more intense droughts. Extreme heat, significant wildfires have caused significant damage. Any opportunity. Oh, my God. Any opportunity they have. This is, it was interesting because at that particular press conference, there was a FEMA representative there, and and she was talking to some kind of Senate subcommittee, giving them an update about what happened in Maui and in regard to FEMA's response, blah, blah, blah. And he said that, and, and she came back later and said, no disrespect for the president, but I can't blame the climate. On what happened in Maui. See, I've got to get that. You're right. That's really significant that she cleared that up because they don't want to be blamed. Yeah, because she, she said, as far as we know, uh, she said it was power lines. Right. <laughs> that that's where we're you know the pinpoint's going to be. But the investigation is still going on. And then somebody asked her how many people died, and she refused to answer the question. But uh, e- either way, she was like, I. You heard her hem and haw, and she was, th- and you could see that she was trying not to be disrespectful to the president, but she finally said it. So good for you. So I don't know if it's the same woman that's here today, that Deanna, whatever her name is. I think, I think it is the director. The director. Sure. So she's coming down today. Does Joe? If Joe comes, does anybody care? Uh, if the president comes, yeah, it'll still yeah because just media attention alone it, it will be. But again, they're going to set this up and just blame climate again. Every every opportunity, it doesn't matter. It was a hurricane. They're trying, they're trying to say it so much <laughs> that they're trying to fool enough people into blaming every possible problem ever. And this is why you have to be taxed into oblivion because of climate change. Okay, yeah. And that's why they're taking away your gas stoves and your gas dryers and your gas this and your gas that. Sure. Uh, I'm done with these people. Sure. I really am. If it's not climate, (laughs) it's the cows, I tell you. (laughs) Oh, I'm surprised he's not going after the guy in Nebraska with the bull in his cow, in his car. Uh, Because of climate change, he has a (laughs) gas-guzzling car. (laughs) I'm like, stop it! Uh... You've got another local story here that happened, and this one actually is because they're talking about West Palm to Orlando route for Brightline getting delayed again. Not by long, but it is another delay. Originally, it was supposed to start service September 7th right around the corner. 
Brightline officials yesterday announced a two-week delay. Start time's going to be September 22nd, tentatively for right now. You know what, though? If it means it's going to be safer, because they said it had to do with testing and certification, which usually means you're testing the lines or you're testing the rails, and if you're not getting certified, that means they're not up to muster. So there's something wrong somewhere. It may not be just well, a little yeah. tiny thing, but still, they have to pass. I, I just felt bad for the people who say, you know, on September 8th, you were going up to Disney from Miami, and you're bringing the kids, you know, via Brightline. Now you got to drive. Now you're thinking, okay. Oh, like the rest of us. <laughs> well, I am excited about it, though. I, I just I am. The problem is the price points they've come out with so far for this yeah. local to Orlando round trip. Uh, it's it. Well, maybe if you, maybe they're going to have like monthly passes or like a yearly pass or a frequent, you know, rider pass. They got to have something like that. So then it's it's easier to buy. Okay. Prime example, in Newport, to park at the beach in Newport, $45, but you can buy a season pass for $185. Well, that's insane. Well, it's Newport, but that's beside. But still, same thing. I mean, they give you a discount if you, you, know, if you live there and you buy the pass. So maybe that's what Brightline's going to do. They'll buy them. What do people take it all the time to work? They got to give them a break. I, yeah, I'm hoping so because what they've come up with so far, I can't remember the exact price. It was a lot. I think it was like 150 bucks a person, no, wasn't that's it? that's way too much. It was it was high. I'll go look. Way but it was too high. much. Oh, I agree with you. I, but I love I, the idea of like those late Sunday nights coming home from Disney or something or anywhere yeah, in Orlando, and you're like, I have to get up at three thirty. <laughs> I don't want to drive. I don't want to drive. Now that would be nice. And but, then get stuck in a traffic. If there's an accident on the turnpike, right. you're sitting there for hours. Right. So it's yeah, it's going to avoid all that. I'm I'm all for it, but it got delayed. But. And we were speculating about this. We're like, hey, I wonder what the storm approaching, if Disney's going to close. No, it was open, and apparently it was a great day to go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dreamers of all ages. Hmm. Uh, not only did Disney offer all the people, and they offered it starting on Tuesday night, 50% off all their hotels. Nice. And Good. they they And they had so many cancellations because of the hurricane, they had the ability to offer a lot of hotel rooms. So it's up it. until tonight they get 50% off. But there was they, it just popped up on my feed yesterday on Twitter. This guy with his family, it's his wife, he's got two little kids, they got the ponchos on. There's like... Five other families in Disney World in in the Magic Kingdom. He's like right in front of Cinderella's Castle, and he's going, "Look at this! This is the perfect time to come to Disney." All right, there was nobody at, at the Magic Kingdom. So if you waited out the panic, not knowing whether it was going to be canceled or not, it, it paid off because you, you you got less crowds. That's awesome. Yeah, say, but there were there were a number of people there, but it was far less crowded than it, it usually is. So it was a perfect day to go, especially for there were a bunch of teenagers there. They were loving life. Good, good for them. So good, good for Disney that they came out in the clutch there. Absolutely. Well, we had good news, by the way. We have to give you an update. The manatee that was eating the lawn. Yes. No one will let us share the video, so we can't put it up on our page. What? At least that's what Diener's telling me. Uh, it sounds Diener, like are fake you lying? <laughs> that quite frankly sounds like fake news. No, guys, I swear. No one will let me put it up. <laughs> he's lying. No, he's not. Because I, I tried. I, I, tried I did, to do I the same thing, and it won't let you. They won't let you share for whatever reason. All right, we'll Proprietary stuff. We've got the sound of the family as they were recording. The lady was all in. She was like, "Can we keep it? What if they had a saltwater pool? Yeah, put them right know, in there. Put them right in the pool. Throw lettuce at it every <laughs> once in a while. You're good. Are we then the latest on cleanup too? It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. You got a lot of proponents of the Second Amendment. And I've seen signs in different people's yards in the past after these disasters, and I would say it's probably here. You loot, we shoot. I, I'm wow. half, sur- half surprised that CNN didn't try to make this into a Governor DeSantis promotes gun violence during <laughs> storm cleanup. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't. But think of the area you're in. You know, the, the panhandles are in the Big Bend and the panhandle. It's a, it's a different type of vibe in it that is. part of the state. And he was in Perry. He was specifically talking about Perry. Yeah, you know what? I lived in Perry and my house was compromised and I was sitting there and somebody came in to try to steal whatever I had left. I'd shoot you too. Don't come th- into my house and try to steal things. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I the governor said. I think that's understood. Said. Yeah, you don't know what's on the other side of that door. Don't do it. So we shall see what happens. Hopefully no one got shot. Yeah, I know. If they're not stupid enough. It looks like uh, we've got the FEMA director coming to town with 
uh, by town, I mean the Big Bend area, with Governor DeSantis today. Yesterday, she had all kind in the middle of her press conference, had all kinds of good things to say about Florida's preparation for this thing. Um, I got to tell you that the, the amount of mutual aid that the state of Florida brought in to support power restoration is significant. And what we saw during Hurricane Ian is that they were able to restore the power rather quickly. And I expect the same to happen here as soon as the storm passes. And they did. I mean, they're still holding on to the 100,000 without power number. I think it's actually less than that and more coming on. That'll be cut at least in half today. Yeah, I, I, if, if they don't restore at all, it just depends on what power lines are down. And they're pretty amazing. Those teams, I didn't realize, they consist of 80 separate people. And they're, they have expertise of every occupation you could possibly imagine. So no matter what they encounter, they can handle it and they can fix it or at least get you to safety and fix the situation. So I, they were out, I think, by two. Mm-hmm. They were hitting the streets yesterday. Mm-hmm. Has anyone seen the Cajun Navy yet? Did they show up? I, I have heard not one word, so I didn't know if they were here. I got to tell you, I got a feeling they're going to Georgia. And yeah, they might. I can or see they got, the a, they got a ton of flooding. The, was it the Carolinas with the, the tornado that picked up that car? A wild scene with that. Wasn't too. that horrible? Oh, wow. Skies, people just cruising down the highway. I mean, there's a bunch of other cars on the road. Tornado hits it, flips it right into another vehicle. It's like, wow. I think we're so aware now because there's so many people with cell phones of how many tornadoes are spun off by hurricanes and tropical storms. It's scary. We never used to see it. Yeah. it's And the problem is you don't even know what's going to happen because right. you're locked inside your house praying. So In other parts of the state of the West Coast, uh, water receding, like you said before, Tampa, pretty good. I mean, uh, good, they, thing, good thing for their drainage considering all the water they got. I think they opened up the airport last night. Yeah, they did. And Jacksonville. Jacksonville fared well. I mean, the the two big cities, Jacksonville and, and Tampa Bay. Uh, they did very well, uh, surprisingly. I think the storm, it went, it, did it spare Gainesville or did it go right over Gainesville? It kind of lost track after a while. Got a lot of wind. It's, uh, but Gainesville seems to be okay. Yeah. Schools don't go into session, they said tomorrow, whether you're going to Florida or Florida State. So <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. Florida, the big problem with Tallahassee was the tree coming down at the governor's mansion. Wait a minute. So you've got a campus at Florida State in Tallahassee where kids have been out of school, didn't have to do anything for three days. Mm, yeah. Okay. They had hurricane parties, <laughs> and then they have nothing to do from today through the weekend. Okay. Woo! I'm, I'm that's ha- going to be a good time. I'm happy my kids are older and home. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, boy. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of water receding, but what do you do if the water is receding and you still have a manatee in your lawn? Oh, he's so cute. They were. This lady was all excited. Where's this? Port Charlotte? Port Charlotte. It's a manatee eating the grass. Unbelievable. He's swimming. He loves it. He's having, some, he's having like a little extra food. He was eating their grass because it was the water came up so far up into their street that he had plenty of room. <laughs> I came up over their seawall. So he came up over the seawall as well. <laughs> and it looked like the their house was fine, but the water stopped maybe halfway up their lawn. So here was this manatee just munching along. He was pretty big too. Yeah. And and we try we really did try to put it up on our page, but uh, for whatever reason they won't let us share the video. I some people put Who? Know, the manatees? No, the people that they have like a union? I guess. It's the it's the people that they sent it to NBC and NBC won't let it be shared. I think it was the manatees. <laughs> the you union. require permission from Bob the manatee before you post this video. It was really Diener. cute, though. But, you know, the interesting thing is when I was trying to help Diener find the video, it, there's like only two. I, I just put in manatee eating lawn. It happened in Port St. Lucie like a week ago. Really? Somebody had a manatee right in their backyard just munching. I guess they live along the St. Lucie River or something. Just munching along on their grass. I was like, look at that. It was happy. Didn't they? Where did they feed him the lettuce? Remember they were all starving? I think all over. I think they well, were doing, it when everywhere? they were endangered and starving. They were. Th- was that because of the blue algae thing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, extra lettuce from Publix and everywhere. They're throwing them in, and it, it worked. Yeah, and they were feeding them by machines, so they wouldn't get used to humans feeding them. It was right. pretty wild, actually. So it was like, okay, I guess it worked because we haven't heard of you know any like mass deaths of manatees. So now that we're through the storm. Hopefully not too much damage when they look at cleanup. We can look forward to our long Labor Day weekend, right? Yes. And this has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but America has spoken with a barbecue tip. Are you ready? Okay. We should be, according to science, eating hamburgers upside down. Huh? That's right. How do you eat in a hamburger upside down? They've got their reasons. <laughs> How do you eat food upside down? 
The you crown or top down? of the bun is thicker and sturdier. Oh, oh, the hamburger. I was like, the hamburger's the, either way. It's like, you Just know, flip it. unilateral. It's the same thing on either side. It's, it's like, serious okay. stuff, Jen. Don't make fun of it. So wait a minute. You, I'm, I'm supposed to put the flat part of the, bo- the yes. bun on top? It's less likely to droop and let stuff fall out. Especially true with greasy burgers. Oh. Number bub- two. Bubba burgers. Ooh. Exposes <laughs> your taste buds to more flavors. It does? How? I don't know. This is all ridiculous. This just just play along. <laughs> okay, I'll play along. That's Flip, wonderful. <laughs> flipping it over means the burger's on top and everything else is underneath it. See that? But they're right because the top part of the bun is thicker. So if you put it at the bottom, it holds more. Number three. Yes, dear. It's easier to pick the burger up when you eat it upside down. Put it on your plate like normal. It should be only upside down when it's in your hands. All right, I'm pretty much done with this stupidity. Yeah, because the, because the top part is round. Yeah, that's true. So you get right. the flat part, so you put right. it in the plate. Right. Where did you find this? Did you, like, uh, dig to from find this site, story? It's from a site called Tasting Table. <laughs> okay. We will never quote anything from them ever, ever again. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, though, you read, while, while you're reading that story, Bill, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I think I'm going to try this. Well, somebody, it's worth <laughs> yeah. a try. I'm telling you. So you put, if, if I remember this weekend, I'll try. I mean, yeah, if you put the top of the bun down first, right. and then you put the cheese on top of that, yes. all your accoutrement right there, yes. and yeah. then put the burger on top of everything else, That's supposed to right. and then cover it with the bottom. You know what you also have is that the top of the thing is, because there's always an issue, it's like, do you want to put all that stuff on top of where you have mustard and ketchup and all that right. stuff? So this way it's free to roam on its own yeah. without the stuff on top of it. You know what? What was it called? Tasty Table? Yeah. We may never quote them again, but this was a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. That's In fine. your world. Yeah. I'm still eating the burger the other way. I've been doing it all wrong. Yeah, something you get that soggy bottom. You don't want a soggy bottom Are you barbecuing burger. this weekend, by the way? Are we coming to your house? Probably. Okay. I mean the barbecue, not you coming to my house. Oh. Right, right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Jen doesn't leave the bubble these days. She's got about a 10-mile radius unless going to work. Which, That's right. Which involves... Trains and planes and automobiles and river rafts. And he lives. He lives in the Pizzle. He's further than I am. Yeah, but that's all right. Yeah, it's more fun to say that you're. Yeah, I, it is true. Up there are unpaved roads. And I, I get in my driveway, open that gate, I drive through, and that's it. Forget it. You you got to pry me out of the house. <laughs> like, no thanks. I totally get it. <laughs> Leave me alone. All right, a rapid fire again. Coming oh, up good. next, we'll update you on uh, the storm cleanup. A lot more though. What's going on? Keep it here next. The South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Let's get updated on all kinds of stuff, Jen. What's the first one? Uh, this is probably the best news uh, I could share with all of you about Hurricane Idalia, other really? than the fact that uh, they're putting the power back on. Uh, and we had this conversation yesterday, as a matter of fact. What's going to happen to homeowners insurance? Yeah, Because uh, we all know what happened after Ian. I think right. everybody in this room got whacked like big bucks on our insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Along with everybody else. But unlike Ian last year, which was a windstorm, this was a water storm. And water damage, flood insurance is totally different than anything else. It's like an extra rider that you have to get on your regular homeowner's insurance policy, That's right? That's interesting. So they're saying right. it may not, even though there may be a significant damage, it wasn't because of wind. So it may not actually, they're hoping, affect in the long term everybody else's homeowner's insurance. Uh, that However, would be great news. Flood insurance, probably going to go through the roof. Well, sure. To be expected. I yeah. get that. But, but yeah, that, that was probably the best news we've heard. I was concerned about that, too. Absolutely. You know, we, we just talked about that. Yeah. So good. That that may it's, it may not come to fruition, but good. that's what they're thinking about now. And you also know, as far as the news coverage goes, that there weren't a lot of fatalities, thank God, when the main story on two major networks this morning was the 100-year-old oak tree. <laughs> that fell onto the governor's mansion yesterday. Isn't it amazing? I mean, it's sad. It is, but if I lived in Perry, where it got destroyed, right. I would be kind of upset that the national news people are concerned about a tree. It was like a major story. Because oh, it like, was split everywhere. in half. And the governor, is like, he's so funny, he's so deadpan about <laughs> everything. Like, he was talking about the tree with the same tone he had with, like, just, like, recovery efforts in FEMA. <laughs> he's like... Uh, we're going to look at the tree. We're going to count the rings. We're going to see if it can be taped back together. <laughs> he, he didn't say that, but I understand what you're saying. But he was close. <laughs> he was duct tape for he his was. tree. He was it like, was, uh, I don't know if it hit the house. We're, we're doing a forensic analysis right now. Uh... It's split right in half, though. Yeah, it, it, there, there's no saving this tree. Yeah. I'm surprised the arborists weren't com- complaining outside the front of the you know governor's yes. mansion that he pushed the tree down himself. Right. So... Uh, Earth hater, Governor yeah. DeSantis. Destroying trees so his kids have... What did he say? That'll give kids his kids more space to play baseball. Yeah, exactly. 
I was like, oh, that's going to go over big. So, uh, <laughs> most assessment coming today, but yeah, you're right. So, mostly mostly better news. You're right, though. There was a big story. And just the, the oak trees in general in that area. You know, it's They like, are beautiful. Right it's, it there. It, yeah. it's beautiful in Tallahassee because of that. Well, I'll say this. This isn't my story, guys, but it's an honorable mention. The Florida Gators start their season today uh, officially. They play Do Utah they? tonight. Are they going to win? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Gators. They haven't been very good the Gators, for the past couple of years, have they not? They were decent last year, but the Gators are unranked right now. Utah's in the top 15, and they're playing at Utah. So yeah, they but had, Utah doesn't have their quarterback, do they? Right, he's he's injured there. Cam Rising, I know you got the scouting report there, Jen. Let's put this game on tomorrow's Friday football pick so I can pick after I see the final score. That's a good idea. Because i got to tell you, I know nothing about college football. I've done no research this year. I know nothing about Ohio State, and that's my team. So it's it's. I know they're trying to figure out who their quarterback that's is. That's right. So, no, but that's you know something to watch tonight. The Gators start their season. That's pretty cool. I college love it. I love that it's back. Good I love them. it. Good so them. this story, though, staying with sports, NBA referee Eric Lewis. Did you see this, Bill? I heard that he, he's gone. So he's right? in, Yes, he's announcing his retirement, but here's why. There is a scandal with Twitter slash X. What, was, uh, he, was he messing around with co-eds? No, not, oh. this, t- not <laughs> okay. this time. Okay. Apparently, the NBA had an investigation into his social media activity because, and this is why he decided to retire, now the investigation has been dropped, of course, because apparently there were reports that he created a dummy account for a guy named Blair Cutliff. He, that's the name he made up? Blair Cutliff. What that was his made name. up name. That's like Carlos Danger, remember <laughs> that one? <Yeah. laughs> and he was going on there to defend himself against people <laughs> who were criticizing his officiating. <laughs> I think that's hysterical. What's wrong with that? Yeah, oh, he can't man. do that. No, apparently not. And, you know, I guess he was really, you know, um, defensive and questioning all these oh. people and going back and forth. They're arguing on Twitter with all these people. He came up with a radio name. Yeah. Blair, wow. Blair Cutliff. Blair Cutliff in the morning in classic rock all day. <laughs> so, But then people were accusing him of favoring the Celtics because the Celtics were 54 and 29 and games officiated. So he was like all over the place defending himself under this fake name on Twitter, allegedly. I, okay, you know what? I got to give him credit for being original. So now, but now yeah. he's no longer there. Okay. He's, he's retired. <laughs> he's retired. So Is I that guess, enough to be forced out of your job over though? I mean, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. I mean, they've actually had refs in the past point shaving. Yeah, that's right. That were still allowed to ref games. <laughs> so apparently, it was bad enough to where he's like, I'm, I'm just done. I mean, he just wants to avoid it. Yeah. Well, in the next five years, guys, if you walk into a kindergarten class, the odds are you're going to run into Pearly, Menorah, Canary, Bethlehem. Sparkle, Strawberry, and Cinderella. Whoa. What? They'll be sitting next to Barley, Dragon, Texas, Daytona, Fender, oh. Clever, Cotton, Rooster, Chaos, and oh. Ruckus. <laughs> wow. Those are all the new baby names that were a little bit odd this year. Really? Yeah. Did you say one of those was Cotton? Yes. <laughs> Cotton. Really? Those I are swear baby you. names? Lancelot, Forbes, and Crash are also for boys. Lancelot. Can like- you name a kid Crash? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Lancelot. Lancelot! Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, I just thought I'd share. How about that? It made me laugh. I'm sorry. No, that's good stuff. That's all my story. That's it. (laughs) Done. Here's another one. This is even sillier than that. A study. That's right. Somebody funded this study. Found that beer goggles is not a thing. Oh, that's crock. You know, basically the term for you're drunk and somebody else. This is like when you look at the bottom feeders of the bar at 3 a.m. You're like, right. Yeah. 8 to 80. Can't walk, you drag them. It's where people look better, supposedly, when you're drunker. No. They do. They do. They said no. (laughs) Oh, they're so full of it. Who'd you talk to? I think they only... What did they talk to? (laughs) Non-drinkers? Yeah, They must have. (laughs) Study found it's just a myth, but what they did find was true was liquid courage. More people are braver when they're hammered. Oh, that's the most obvious stuff of all time. They spent money on that study, huh? Uh, Yeah, apparently. Okay. You sure it wasn't Crash that uh, was the conductor of that study? It was Cotton. Okay. Or maybe Imagine Rooster. Naming your kid Cotton? How about oh, Rooster? Yeah, well, Rooster, Rooster yeah. Cogburn from, you know, that movie. Yeah. What was the Probably Probably because of the Top movie. Gun. They bet you anything. That's what they did. It. I like Forbes. But Forbes, why you can't yeah. be Forbes and be poor, though? Yeah, that's true. No, yeah. So I'll finish off with this real quick, guys. How about uh, nepotism doesn't uh, float around the Jacksonville Jaguars facility, apparently. No. Why? Because Doug Peterson, who's the head coach of the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Cut his son. No, did he really? His son is a tight end for the Jaguars trying to make the team. And uh, final cut days were just, what, a couple days ago on Tuesday, right? That's right. Yeah, the cut down to the 53-man roster. No matter what, every NFL team has to have a 53-man roster. 
And his son did not make, make the cut. Wow. Turn in your playbook, kid. How about that? Yeah, but did he get picked up by somebody else? Well, Maybe that's what he was hoping actually, for. Actually, the next day, they were able to pick him back up to the practice squad. Nepotism lives. <laughs> so, oh, and, wait. Well, he said he got cut. He did get cut, but in the end, after you do some adjustments, you can pick guys up to be on your practice squad, which doesn't count against your official roster. It's a lot you're less just, money, but you're still on an NFL right. team. Can he you're become a member of the, of the team? You can, yeah. You can work your way up from the practice squad. I get you. Yeah. So, so a question like for you. Triple A baseball. Yeah, kind okay. of. But they, you're changed part of the team. Some, they changed some of the rules on this in the COVID year, I think. Can you, How many times can you bring somebody up from the practice squad? Oh, that's a good Is question. Is there a limit? I don't think there's a limit. I think what they changed was... Um, the timing of it. Okay. Where, like, you know, you had to do it by a certain day. Right. I think now you can do it, like, right up to the game. An because, hour you're right, because of the COVID time. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. Doug Peterson's son, he did get cut. His own dad cut him, but then he's on the practice this squad. Is, so he's still on the team. Is uh, Goldilocks still there? Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. One of the best quarterbacks in the league, actually. He, he did is not it? get cut. No. Okay. <laughs> just just thought I'd ask. He's pretty that great. That hair's got to go. I know he gets the shampoo commercials like out of it. It's like Samson's hair. He drives me nuts. That's his strength. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> All right, we're going to check in. Uh, oh, listen to this. So more information and more uh, proof, I think, that, that Bucky's is coming to Fort Pierce. Really? Yeah. <gasps> you know who's even a... talking about it? Who? John Matarese, our Consumer Reports expert. Right. He's coming in next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Useful information that affects your wallet. The Robes Law Group Consumer Affairs Report with John Matarese. Well, the retail sensation that's sweeping the nation, Jen, or at least Florida and a little bit of Georgia anyway, we're talking about Bucky's. How much? How many more times are they going to expand? I don't know. They got uh, the one in St. Augustine, right. the other one, uh, Daytona Beach area. Uh, they're building one in Ocala, and now the rumor is, okay, I got to tell you this, though. I ran into people in Newport who asked me about Bucky's. Oh, it's, uh, there's a lot of curiosity. And they told me the food is great, and you can shop till you drop. So, of course, we have to ask our consumer reports expert, John Matarese. There's one reportedly coming to Fort Pierce. That's right. <laughs> That's right, guys. It's just a rumor at this point. Uh, it's, I think it's a little more than a rumor because I know the council is uh, finalizing plans, but Bucky hasn't announced it. But it looks like another one of these giant travel centers is coming in the next year and a half to Fort Pierce. Of course, you can you can just go up the road a bit, right? Uh, you know, and uh, see one in Daytona, and you've got a couple others in Florida. If you go up to South Carolina on vacation, Georgia, Tennessee. Uh, they're all over the place. There's about 45 of them now, and they're expanding. And we took a little road trip. We actually went to one in southern Kentucky and checked it out and said, okay, everybody's talking about Bucky's. Everybody who takes a highway trip, what is so great about it? And basically, guys, it's a travel center on steroids. Yes. It is the Disney World of travel centers. And to describe it, think of one of those you know, those big pilot truck stops or loves truck stops you see on the highway. Combine that with a cracker barrel and make it five times the size. And you're starting to get the idea. So I will say, no trucks allowed. No, no. big 18-wheelers allowed. So it's not a truck stop. And that's kind of the big difference. It's all for families with their cars, SUVs, a lot of campers. Real popular with the camping crowd. And it's just a giant travel center. Um you know, mixed with a uh, Cracker Barrel with the store. And did you guys mention the food? Did you ask me about the food? The food's amazing. Everyone now, Jen hasn't been in, John. I have. You have you've seen it now. I, I mean, they are well-known. Did you have their brisket? Yes, I did. The it's amazing. The is their famous item. Uh, in fact, they yell out when there's fresh brisket. Yeah. You walk in, you'll hear people say, fresh brisket. <laughs> What's going on? When they have the fresh brisket, they yell it across the whole store, and you go up, and they've got, if you don't like brisket, they've got pulled pork, they've got fried chicken, uh, they've got so much food. But yeah, the brisket's famous with that uh, barbecue sauce on mm. it, and people just go crazy about it. So you've got all this fresh, hot food, because you actually watch them make the sandwiches. I mean, that doesn't happen in a gas station, you know, where you get a hot dog on a roller. <laughs> you watch. Watch them make the pulled pork and the brisket sandwiches. They've got salads. They've got all sorts of desserts, fresh fudge, uh, it, um, banana pudding. I mean, it's just amazing. And it's so clean. They're known for having the cleanest restrooms 
on the interstate highway. Really? Which everybody should appreciate. And it's yes. a, and then you and then it's one of those kind of retail things, John, where you don't know what they you know, depending on what they could buy seasonally. You could go from the brisket, walk twenty feet and you buy a Christmas tree. Yeah, I was told go there specifically at Christmas time because you can get anything you want as far as a decoration. It's pretty amazing. It really is. And as far as the Fort Pierce one goes, I think we can go ahead and call it it's going to be a Bucky's because who else has a 33-acre pad of land that they bought and ready to develop? The place is going to be enormous. <laughs> yeah, size of a football field right <laughs> off the highway. I can't wait. It can't start soon enough as far as I'm concerned. All right. Speaking of right off the highway, why is auto repair suddenly so expensive? What happened? Yeah, this is amazing. Report came out. Uh, this is from the government's consumer price index. They compare, you know, zillions of prices. Uh, auto repair is up almost 20 percent, almost 20 percent in the past year and a half. And it's crazy because people, you know, they bring their car in and need some service. Obviously, you need... Uh, oil change, maybe brakes, and people look at the bill and it's like, what? $800? Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? And it's just up sharply. And we talk to some mechanics and they're saying that, yeah, uh, it's, it's awful because the parts are so much more expensive. If your car needs an alternator, a starter, again, even, even the brake pads, prices on all that are up. And here's the bigger thing. It's the labor rate because it's so hard to get good workers right now. And you hear about this happening at restaurants, too, where, you know, people they used to pay, you know, $12 an hour to, they can't get them at $12 an hour. They have to pay them 18 or $20 an hour now. So when you're hiring your mechanics to change the brakes on a car and he's got to make, you know, over 20 an hour, it's the customer who has to pay. So you can understand why, but you put that together with the parts prices going up, and next time you bring your car in for some you know, serious work, not just a quickie oil change, but expect it. It's going to be more expensive. And we can't afford that. we got to save up for brisket at Bucky's. And my Christmas tree. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, John, it's about the priorities, baby. You know. Yep. These yep. two stories and a lot more. You've got your uh, Consumer Reports, uh, uh, John Mattery's Don't Waste Your Money Consumer Reports uh, segment on our news partner, WPTV News Channel 5. You're also all over social media, though. Where do we find you there? Yeah, John Mattery's Money on Facebook and on Instagram, and John Mattery's on Twitter, now called X for a Daily Consumer Alert. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Useful information that affects your wallet. The Robes Law Group Consumer Affairs Report with John Matarese. See, I told you he's coming to, it's coming to Fort Pierce, Jen. It's proof. It's proof. I have to put it down now as a destination. That's only like, you know, 30 minutes from my house. So I oh, can you'll go, be living there. I trust go, me. Somebody told me in, in Newport, somebody told me they got great shopping and great food. I said, I'm in without a doubt. Anyway, we're gone. Tomorrow we start. What do we start? Our football picks. Yeah. Right? What time are we doing it at? 830-ish. Can't wait. Anyway, we'll be here at 6 o'clock. Hope to see you then. Thanks for listening and have a great day.